You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft, and this is your host, Rafael Barlow. Shout out to everyone that makes Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day, and in this case, your first listen of the week. I am reporting to you live. I was going to say I'm recording. I got tied between recording and reporting, but anyway, I am live in Athens, Greece. It is 8.16 a.m. here. And it's still like maybe 10, 16 West Coast time. So I just woke up and I saw that I missed some really good football games. I'm about to catch up on the NBA highlights. And it just sounds like it was a good weekend of football. I haven't watched or paid attention to football in a few years. And I'm a Bengals fan. I grew up a Bengals fan with Boomer Sison and Icky Woods. And I mean, I just have been like the biggest supporter of the Bengals And I had not seen them win, if I'm not mistaken, I hadn't won a playoff game since, like, the Super Bowl. And I was a kid at the time, and that's why I always hated the 49ers, because the 49ers beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. But anyway, I feel like there's a part of me that wants to watch and support the Bengals, because that was my team growing up. But they seem to be doing good. And is it just me, but does anyone else ever feel like they may jinx their team by doing something, I feel like if I bought a Bengals t-shirt and watched the game next week, I may jinx them. But anyway, this is Locked On NBA Draft. You probably don't care about my football takes because I really have not been paying much attention to football. But again, I'm, I'm like I mentioned, I'm in Athens. I think the last episode I did, I was in Istanbul. And then for Thursday's episode, I am not exactly sure where I will be. There is a youth tournament. I think most of the players are born in 2006. So that means they're like 15 years old, maybe 15 or 16 years old. And there's a tournament. It is in Hungary. The problem is it is not in Budapest. Now, I'm pretty fearless when it comes to traveling. I've traveled around the world and back a few times. But I have this thing about small towns. I prefer major cities. I need the energy. I need the hustle and bustle. I need the bright lights. And I know, like, part of scouting is it's not always going to be guys in, you know, your major cities like Milan or Paris or, or so on. But anyway, this tournament is a tournament that I'm I'm really debating about whether or not I should go and I just have to figure out the logistics. And that's just part of this whole experience of scouting overseas. I got to figure out the logistics as far as what area to stay in. Because do I want to stay in this smaller town or do I want to stay in Budapest? I think that it said that it's like a 40-minute to an hour train ride from Budapest to the town. I can't pronounce the name. If I knew how to pronounce the name, I would. But it has a bunch of letters and like three vowels. So I'm I'm not going to say the name of the city because I really don't know how to pronounce it and I don't want to butcher it. But I'm trying to decide, do I want to stay in Budapest and then take the train every day back and forth? Or do I want to stay in the the smaller town, which means probably after the games, there's limited options to get something to eat. 
or, or and Wi-Fi sometimes can be tricky in Europe anyway, so I imagine it's probably even slower in a smaller town. I don't know. It's just something that I that I'm trying to figure out. And then there's other things like, all right, I need to stay in a hotel that is in the center of the city or one that is near a line that will a, a metro line that will connect me to the metro or, or the train system. So I have a lot to figure out. And traveling within Europe has is, is actually been a lot cheaper than I thought. I knew it was pretty cheap, but it's been, you know, it hasn't cost me a lot of money. For example, when I went to Istanbul, I left on a Tuesday. I bought my ticket Tuesday morning. Not even Tuesday morning. I think my flight left at 5 p.m. and I bought a ticket at 2.30 and it was like $150.00. And then I got a hotel for like $40 a night, stayed for three nights. When I went to Paris, same thing, bought a ticket maybe two days before I was supposed to leave. My flight was $128, and I think the hotel was maybe like $60 a night. I mean, I've kind of figured out, like, I buy my flights on Expedia, and then I check the Expedia packages. If that doesn't work, then I have an app that I use called Hotel Tonight, and you know, basically when hotels are, they need to fill rooms for that particular night, you can get rooms for cheap. So I've kind of mastered this whole traveling thing. But yeah, anyway, I, I may attend this tournament. It's like I said, it's a bunch of players that are born in 2006. I know a few teams have pulled out due to COVID. And I've talked to scouts or personnel that represent some of these teams, and they told me that they're not going, that they don't think that it is is worth the trip, which for me was a challenge. Like, all right, if they're not going, then obviously they probably know better than I do, but if they're not going, then that means I could be there and basically have a heads up on who the breakout star is. Because again, my my goal for coming over here to Europe is I want to find like the next Giannis. I want to find the next Jokic or, or, or Luka Doncic. And so my drive and hunger to be the best in this particular field, there's like a challenge to me that says, all right, if nobody else thinks that this tournament is, is worth it, then because there's not any headliner names at this point, then... Maybe I can go and find that person. Again, it could be just the competitive fire in me, or it could just be I'm about to possibly go and waste a bunch of money. Not a bunch of money, but just waste some money that I could use elsewhere. I still need to figure out where I will be staying in um, February. I, I don't know why I keep thinking that it's, it's February already and that it's about to be March next week. My plan was Italy. Uh, Italy has quite a few prospects, but... I haven't been home since November, and so I think that I'm going to take my, I guess it's the NBA Draft Junkies All-Star break and go home for a few days, not a few days, but maybe like a week or 10 days to kind of regroup, get some stuff. I'm running out of certain supplies that I need, and here in Athens, they do not have Amazon, and there's like certain stuff, like there's certain like deodorant that I prefer, and and all of that that I can't find and I don't want to pay like a bunch of money. Then I need to go home and get a bigger coat simply because I, I didn't, I mean, I, I brought coats, but I did not think that it gets this cold. Like, for example, I am in Athens 
and I'm looking out the window right now, and it is snowing. Like, I did not know it snows in Greece. Like, I mean, maybe in, like, the very northern part. But, yeah, so I need to go get a, a heavier coat. There's just a few things that I, I need to do back home. Go check out a Mavs game. While I'm at home, I want to go scout some college games. But, yeah, I mean, I just did not think it would be this cold. I was in Istanbul, and I left in time, and they look like they got about six inches of snow. So, it's time for me to take a break anyway. Actually, I need to take a break and talk to you about Truebill. But when I return, I want to discuss a few players that I spent my weekend just taking a deep, deep dive into their film. And when I return, I want to talk to you about Taryn Armstrong, the passing wizard from Cal Baptist, who's born in Tasmania. You know, it's funny because when I think of Tasmania, I think of the Tasmanian devil and... It's, it's weird. He has to be the first Tasmanian NBA prospect. But I want to talk to you about Truebill because did you know why there are free trials and why they renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get you and I have been got. So don't be greedy and let the corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On the average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill, and that's because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. So do not fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com. And use slash locked on NBA. So go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA, and it can save you thousands of dollars. And if you're like me, you need every penny of that money. All right, it's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, then you should include Built Bar in your plan. Because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Actually, probably even better than a candy bar. It is 100% real chocolate. Built Bar makes your, it just makes it easier for you to stick to your resolution. Because the, the candy bar, I was going to say candy bar, but it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It tastes good and you'll want to eat it because it's not like your regular protein bar that tastes like cement or it's chalky or waxy or just, I mean, some of these protein bars are absolutely disgusting so if you want to eat healthy and you don't want to eat something boring try a built bar because like i said 100 real chocolate 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein if you compare that to a candy bar it usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs so again if you want to eat a protein bar that is healthy that tastes good i would highly 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 recommend Built Bar. And even if you're someone that doesn't like to work out, you can at least try a Built Bar that tastes good. And it's, like I said, 100% chocolate. And it can like maybe be somewhat of a substitution for a workout. There's so many flavors to choose from. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, many more. Built Bar is coming out with new limited time flavor so check built.com often to see what is new so go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off of your order 
Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off at Built.com. All right, once again, this is Raphael with NBA Draft Junkie. Shout out to everybody who has made Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. Now, I want to talk to you about the NBA trade deadline show that is coming up. The NBA trade deadline is one of my favorite times of year. And I think I'll be, ah, you know what? I was going to say, I think I'll be home at that time. I won't be home. I, 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 my plan is to go home a few days later, which means I'll be up all night because I absolutely have this addiction to breaking news. Like on trade deadline day, my phone is, it's probably one of the most least productive days of my year because I'm constantly on Twitter looking to see who was traded for who and, and you know, basically just having conversations about what is this team thinking? I like this move, so on and so on. But Locked On is having an NBA trade deadline show. It is on Thursday, February 10th. It's at 3 p.m. Eastern. And Locked On NBA will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Beckler, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd and NBA vet Antonio Daniel. Shout out to AD. We work together. Well, I just want to say we worked. He was on the Texas Legends while I was the intern. I need to reach out to him. But shout out to AD. And you'll get expert analysis from, again, the NBA vet Josh Lloyd and the whole Locked On staff. For every blockbuster move, subscribe to Locked On NBA. And the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. And I will be checking it out. All right, now I want to talk about Taryn... Armstrong. So if you're not familiar with Armstrong, he is, like I said, this wizard of a passer. I think he's the best passer or playmaker in this draft. And he is incredibly fun to watch. I don't know if he is ready right now. And in this episode, these last two segments, I want to focus on a couple of players that I think are legitimate NBA prospects that I think a team should take a flyer on, and whether it's in the second round or even in what I call the Austin Reeves situation where your agent tells a team that you don't want them to draft you. You would rather be a two-way player so you can pick the situation that fits you best. You know, being drafted in the first round is, is definitely one thing, but now I think we're going to start seeing that Agents and players are going to be strategic about not being selected in the second round and preferring a two-way deal over a standard second-round contract. So here are a couple guys that I think could be candidates for that or or maybe even actually get drafted in one case. So I talk about Taron Armstrong. Like I said, he is a wizard. He's 6'5", best passer in college basketball. And for me, he's he's fun to watch because there's, there's three things I, lo- I love to see. And... It is post-play. I love shot creators, and I love guys with just incredible passing instincts. Armstrong has the passing instincts. If you haven't seen him play, you're missing out on the most creative passer in all of college basketball. He actually reminds me of a smaller version of Josh Giddy. I know that sounds like a lazy comparison because they're both from Australia. Giddy's a little bit bigger. But Armstrong has the same creative flash and flair to his game that that Giddy has. And actually, Giddy, he was like the biggest shocker on draft night. 
going, I think he went six to the Thunder. I didn't have him that high. And he's played well. I think he's in position to – he's in the running for Rookie of the Year. I think Evan Mobley has it right now. And Giddy just, um, you know, made NBA history when he became the youngest player to record a triple-double just a few weeks ago. And Armstrong is a smaller version. He is a triple-double threat himself. He's currently averaging about 10.6 rebounds and seven assists per game. So he is, like I said, a triple-double threat. He's had four games with 11 assists or more. And he is one of these – these oversized playmakers that has been coming out of Australia between Ben Simmons, obviously Josh Giddy, you got Dyson Daniels, who I think is going to be a mid first round pick in the 2022 NBA draft. All of these guys are six five or bigger, and they are natural playmakers. So something is is definitely in the water there where the de- they're developing these playmakers, and. Armstrong is next in line. Now, let me just give you like a, I'm trying to paint the picture because this is a podcast and it's not actual video, but Armstrong is like, when I say he sees the entire floor and makes some of the craziest passes, you'll see, take my word for it. I love his pace and it's similar to Giddy. He plays at his own speed. You can't really speed him up. He looks slow he looks like he's someone that is not really a threat to like pick your defense apart, but he is. He's actually a sneaky athlete. I posted a couple of clips a few weeks ago of him dunking in Trent in, in like the half court set. So, I mean, his game is how oh man. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe his game. So think of like again, like I said, a smaller Josh Giddy, but someone that is like a very sneaky athlete and he will dunk on you. I think he has like four or five dunks this season in the half court and I love the fact that he is not afraid to throw these high risk high reward skip passes from different angles and I'm just a big fan of confidence I love the confidence that he has in his ability to see the floor now like I said there are high risk and high reward passes he does average about three turnovers per game but I think that he has this special skill that that could definitely lead to an NBA career, especially considering that pick and roll is such a a big part of a big part of NBA offenses, and he is the epitome of what you would call a pick and roll maestro. He has a just a deep bag of tricks as a, a playmaker, and he is someone that can make, in my opinion, I think that he can make teammates better. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. He has this internal clock in his head that that we're starting to see lately. I think Luca was one of the first players that I saw really take advantage of this. And I think he got this this or learned this from Milos Teodosic. But Trey Young is also good at it too. But it's like being a late passer. You see the the you get the ball screen and you know naturally you usually would see the ball screen and you hit the roller as he rolls. But they have this ability to drag the play out and then at the very last minute when the defense finally commits they whip the pass to to the roll man or even to the to the to the corner or spread the floor so it's like this internal clock that he has which you know it's something that in my opinion that you can't teach I think you can become a better passer by watching film and and studying but this feel on top of the flair 
that he has is something that that you are you are definitely born with. Now the concerns about Armstrong is that he hasn't been the most efficient shooting, even though his numbers aren't bad. But it's kind of like been a he's kind of going through a rough patch in in the season right now. But overall, I don't know if he is an NBA. I don't know if he is someone that a team would draft in the second round, but he is someone that I think is on NBA radars. If I were him, I would definitely test the waters and see if this is a situation where he can go to a team that may be looking to develop him as a two-way player. Or maybe even for him, because he's at Cal Baptist, not a big school, he could even be a candidate to transfer up if he wants to... Uh, you know, uh, play against better competition. I can think right now, Memphis Tigers, like Penny Hardaway, and I know this is, I mean, is there tampering in college basketball? But if I'm Penny Hardaway and I look at the roster that Memphis has, they're clearly missing a point guard, and Taron Armstrong would be the type of player that I would hope to get into my system at Memphis if Armstrong is not going to you know, go back home or or test the NBA waters. But Taron Armstrong is a player that I have on my radar that I think has potential to be a NBA player. All right, the next player that I want to talk about is the hottest player in college basketball right now. But before I get to Isaiah Mosley, not to be confused with Isaiah Mobley, I want to talk to you about Bet Online because Bet Online would like to wish you a happy New Year as we continue towards. The playoffs, we already have the team set for the conference championships in the NFL. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and there's a new updated desktop and mobile website for you to sign up. And when you sign up, take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. From football to basketball to hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, just don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for you in 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, Isaiah Mosley, arguably the hottest player in college basketball right now. And I got a, a message from somebody on social media a few weeks ago talking about him. I looked at the numbers and I was like, man, you know, the numbers are legit. I'm going to take some time and watch his film. Mosley is legit. His last five games, 43 points against Northern Iowa, 33 points against Southern Illinois, 32 versus Valpo, 24 versus Illinois State. And 40 points against Loyola Chicago on 14 of 22 field goals. So that breaks down to, over his last five games, 34 points, 62% from the floor, and 46.8% from three. Now, those numbers are legit. And this guy, like when I say the hottest player in college basketball, it's going to be tough to find somebody that is hotter. And when I looked at his film... He is a professional scorer. And if I label somebody a professional scorer, then that means you know they get buckets. I think he's the best one-on-one player in college basketball. And he's the type of guy that I could see 
during the NBA draft process that he's going to have a hard time finding players to work out against. Because think of it this way, and I had mentioned this before. This was probably before I was on Locked On, but I did a podcast with uh, Svee Pons from, from Tennessee, and he's such a good defender that I mentioned that it may be difficult for him to find players to work out against during the draft process because he's such a good defender and what agent wants their player to go up against that type of defender and and put their player in position to look bad and in this case I think it's the exact opposite because Mosley is such a creative one-on-one score that in a NBA draft workout setting where it's one-on-one or two-on-two or three-on-three He's going to be even tougher to defend. And you, you just don't want your player looking bad because, I mean, I'll get to the numbers in a second, but he's such a gifted scorer in isolation. And this is in five-on-five where there is, you know, there's more sync defenses, help defenses. So you imagine a guy that's such a created, creative and gifted scorer in a situation where he has more room to operate and, I mean, there's less help, then he's going to be absolutely tough to defend you know just let me get into to the stats now his game is is heavy isolation and usually if there's a guy that has a game that is so much based on being ball dominant in isolation they're usually not the most efficient but Mosley on paper he could be the best player in college basketball on paper for the season he's averaging 21 points five rebounds on 52-45-90 shooting splits. I'll say that again just in case you didn't hear me. 52-45-90 shooting splits. And you know the 50-40-90 season is the benchmark for efficiency. And he is on track to make it happen. And just as much as I like Taron Armstrong as a creative passer, Mosley is a creative scorer. It's crazy because he's 6'5", and he has a strong frame, so he can post up. But he has a very dancey, shifty handle, whether like it's a high dribble. It's just he just throws defenders off with just how well he handles the ball. And he has like a, a crazy combination of hesitations, lift fakes, jab steps that he does or that he uses to get to his sweet spots. And it's like I said, it's tough to defend him, and he is ranked in the top 92 percentile in scoring and isolation scoring and isolation scoring. Now, as far as like the overall analytics, like on paper, he is what you would call an analytics darling, even though visually he doesn't play a, a analytic friendly game, if that makes sense. But he is in the top 93 percentile overall in efficiency in college basketball. He's averaging 1.14 points per possession and I must add that there is a degree of difficulty in almost every attempt he's ranked in a top 90 percentile scoring as the pick and roll ball handler top 94 percentile in efficiency on spot ups top 95 percentile in shooting jumpers and the 90 percentile in floaters which is actually his bread and butter he is the best soft touch finish package scorer I've seen in quite some time. I mean, high arcing floaters. Most of his shots are floaters. Like a typical Isaiah Mobley possession is he gets the ball, team clears out, he gets into his bag of tricks dancing. So little James Harden, little Kyrie Irving, 
little Steph Curry dancing at 6'5". And then he's not like this freakish athlete, and he's not blowing by you with a great first step. But once he gets to the paint, it is a soft touch floater from all angles. Sometimes it's 20 feet in the air. Sometimes it's a lefty floater. Sometimes it's like a half jab. Sometimes it's he gets to the paint, and because he's not like really explosive, he gets his lanes cut off. Then he has like this reverse pivot game kind of like what you see Luca using now when Luca doesn't necessarily beat his man to the basket and they cut off the angle he has mastered the reverse pivot turnaround soft touch jumper and Mosley has that in this game and then there are some concerns usually if a guy that is this highly or this ball dominant can he fit with a NBA team or does he have a decent NBA role but what gives me hope is that Mosley is, I mean, he's a dead-eye shooter from three. He's shooting 45% from three, like I mentioned this season. And through 77 games through his career, he's shooting 41.7% from three. So he does have the ability to play off the ball and space the floor. Now, he's shooting 47% on catch-and-shoot opportunities, but he's doing most of his damage. And most of his threes are off the dribble. Which is even crazy that he's shooting such a high percentage when almost every shot is a contested shot. And like I said, I really like him. I think he's the hottest player in college basketball right now. You might see his name starting to creep up different draft boards, especially after the performance that he had against the ranked Loyola team. But I will have a video on him on my YouTube channel coming soon. It'll be a little bit more of a, a deeper dive. But that wraps it up. But before I go, I want to talk to you about Locked on Bets. My Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q. And it is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Like I said, it's hosted by your boy Q. And there's expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and it is available on all platforms. But thank you for spending your Monday with me. This is Raphael Barlow with NBA Draft Junkies. Check out my website, nbadraftjunkies.com. And also, there's going to be an NBA, a Locked On NBA YouTube channel coming soon. Just trying to work out the details there. But again, it's Raphael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies. And I am out. <laughs>